What's up, everybody? Y'all having a good morning so far? Hope, hope so. Um, this week has been a really hard week on many different levels, right? And I know some of you guys may may have faced some things this week, and you're like, man, this has been a very difficult week. And I'm just I'm gonna sit here and say I'm with you. But part of I think my my um, that was a, that was a demon hissing right there. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, part, but part of my um, part of my week, uh, the reason that I think it was bad was because of the sermon I'm doing today. If I'm gonna be honest, um, you might not say all oh, here in a minute, okay? Um, you know, we've been in this series, uh, series we started the series last week called "You Asked For," it, and it's a sermon series just based on your questions that you turned in to to us at the church, and it's my, this is me trying to answer your questions, because sometimes as a pastor, it's hard to know what do, what do our people need to hear, and so this way it gives me, you know, a period in the year where I can say, okay, these people are asking this, so let's just, let's just talk about it, and um, last week we talked about, we, we answered the question, how, how do I lead my team to salvation, and, and I gave you some tools on how you, how, last week on how we could do that, like, but not just with our teenager, but with anybody that we come in contact with, and we celebrated earlier, and we're going to celebrate again on October 13th, there was one person, a teen, who came to Christ last week, and so we're going to celebrate that again. That was good, that was good, news. That was good news, so if you didn't get a chance to go back and listen to that, we answered that question, and it's just a process, and, um, and there's some, if you, if you listen to it, and you're like, Derek, I need to see, because there were some drawings that I did, um, just email me, and I will draw it out on a napkin for you, send to you a picture, okay? Um, but anywho, um, today's sermon, if you're a title writer, is like this. It says, kind of looks like a wolf. Today's sermon title is, kind of looks like a wolf. So if you're taking notes, you like to write titles, there's your title. I kind of wanted to say there's your sign, but I didn't. Okay. Um, see, our enemy sometimes, Satan, he's, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He, 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 he makes himself appear better than what he is to us in our daily lives, right? If you have any, if you, if you, if you have, have any like insight at all, you see, you see this. See, our, our enemy is like a wolf out here devouring the world around us. And people don't, people don't believe it. That's why our Paul would write to the church at Ephesus. He would write, he would write this in Ephesians 6, 11. He says, put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Remember, if it's in yellow, I want you to read it with me. Verse 12 goes on to say, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. He viciously is attacking us from all directions. It may be through our families, it may be through what we watch on TV or what we listen to on our radio. There's some way he, he's trying to attack you as a believer, to, to distract you from the good things that God has for you, because God ha- does have some good things for you. But he's viciously attacking us from all directions, using whatever is available to distract us from the truth. And, and in fact, he's pretty smart. And making bad things look really good. Really good. In fact, Paul wrote about this. Our friend Paul, again, Paul's very important, right? <laughs> Paul wrote about this 
in 2 Corinthians when he said, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that the enemy is attacking us like this. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. But I'm not surprised that you're, that, you're, that you're going through what you're going through or that you got yourself into what you got yourself into because Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And so the, with that understanding, the question we want to answer today, the question that was turned into us, and I wrestled with how I was going to approach this because this can be a sensitive topic. But we've often said here, we're not going to shy away from these things. We're going to speak truth. And so we're just going to, we're just going to go at it. Y'all with me? Okay. So the question we're going to look at today is this. Is divination real and is it bad? And I know some of us out here is asking the question, what is divination? Well, that's a good question. And here's, what, here's the answer. You ready? Divination is a supernat- to supernaturally explore and discover spiritually hidden things. Okay. So you're, you're like, Derek, that still doesn't clarify it for me. That's the Webster's Dictionary version of divination. So what does this look like? Okay. So the, remember, the question that we're answering today, is divination real and is it bad? Okay. So divination is the supernatu- to supernaturally explore and discover spiritually hidden things. And divination includes, but not limited to, okay, fortune-telling, soothsaying, sorcery, reading tarot, tarot cards and tea leaves, consulting astrology, omens, all the dark arts, including communication with the dead. That's what divination is. So whoever wrote the word divination, you're a genius, okay? Because I had to look up what divination was, and I go, oh, it's fortune-telling, soothsaying, sorcery, reading tarot cards, leaves, consulting astrology, omens, the other dark arts, including communication of the dead, and here's what you need to know if you're taking notes. And I'm just going to come out here and say it, and then we'll read into to what the, it is an occult about it, okay? Divination is an occult practice. It is an occult practice. And Derek, why are you talking about this at church? Well, because it's going on all around us. Remember Ephesians 6, we just 11, there's a war going, or not fighting against flesh and blood. You know, some of those TV shows that I enjoy watching, that's Satan's way of slowly allowing this stuff to creep into our hearts. Those little conversations that we have with, with, with people about things, it's, it's Satan's way of slowly introducing like, I'm going to tell y'all something right now. Like, me and Brittany have started watching Stranger Things, and I love it, but there's a part of me that going, man, like, really? Like, is this a trick from the devil? You know, like, it's real because it's happening all around us. But divination is an occult practice. So as we look into the Word, Word of God, I want us to consider the words from our friend John. John's a good guy. And in 1 John 4.11 he says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. Test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For they are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet, 
and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus. That person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and is indeed already here. So as we look at the story we're going to look at today in Scripture, approach life, approach anyone who tries to speak something into your life, test it, see if it matches up with the will of God. Okay, and test it and see, and see if it comes from God. So as we look at the story found in Acts, I hope we can draw a conclusion on this, on this topic. And here, just a heads up, next week we're going to answer, I figured I'd start with this, tell you the bad things, the bad side of spiritual things, because next week I'm going to answer a question about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I wanted to get the bad stuff out of the way first. All right, so starting in Acts, verse 16, we have this story. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. So here's the thing about divination that we have to understand first. She had a spirit of divination, right? Which that means that there's an opposing force to the Holy Spirit. There's an opposing spirit to the Holy Spirit, right? And so this is a spiritual matter not just something that we practice, right? Divination, even though it has practices, it's a spiritual matter because we're in a spiritual warfare. But here, if you're taking notes, what's important, what you need to know is this, is that a spirit of divination is always a spirit of slavery. A spirit of divination, those people who practice fortune-telling, psychic, soothing-soothing, sorcery, reading new tarot cards, tea leaves, consulting astrology, omens, the dark arts, and communicating with the dead, they are, they are in slavery to the spirit. The passage, like, it's like if you go to 2 Corinthians, Paul wrote to 2 Corinthians that, that this, if you want to know if you have the true spirit, here, here it is. For the Lord is the spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Because here's the thing, when you have Jesus, you're free, but when, you, when you're a slave to Satan, when you have the spirit of Satan, you're, you're a slave to those things. You want to know why things aren't working out in your life the way you thought they were? Or maybe you're following the wrong spirit. Maybe you're listening to the wrong voice in your head. You're like, Derek, well, what, how do I know what the voice of God sounds like? Because, because the voice of God sometimes in our head sounds like what? Our voice. But the voice of Satan in our head sounds like what? Our voice. So you have to test, test the spirit. Test and see if they're from God. Because if it leads you into bondage, into slavery, then you know that it's from Satan and not from God because there's freedom found in Christ. He sets us free. He's a chain breaker. He sets us free. So verse 16, so a spirit of divination always is always a spirit of slavery. And this is what verse 16, chapter 16, verse 17 says this. She, fo she followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation, which is a true statement. But if you read this in context, she's really kind of being a smart aleck. If you go back to the, like, to the Greek and stuff, you realize, because like, it goes on to say that, here in a minute we'll read that it was getting on Paul's nerves, because she was being obnoxious, she was, she was, she was being a smart aleck, because it goes on to say, and she kept doing it for many days. Verse 18. 
She kept doing this for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, and here's what I love, love about the Bible, is like, it's okay to be annoyed because Paul was annoyed. Okay? If you get annoyed with people, then you're right there with Paul. Okay? And it, go, go on back, Joe, some previous ones. Do, uh, and, it, and she kept doing it for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to what? The Spirit. So there's something in her. That needs to come out. And he said to the spirit, not to her, but to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out. And it came out that very hour. Because here's what we know. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus where demons have to flee. Where cancer has to flee. Where all the, all the, like they, it has to flee in the name of Jesus. Now, it may not happen in this world, but we know that one day, the best is yet to come. Right? One day, I, I'm, I'm, Brittany's health is doing very good right now on some aspects. But we know that one day, whether it be here or there, she's going to have new kidneys. She's going to have new life, and it's going to be wonderful. One day, in the, now by the name of Jesus, we're all going to be healed. Some of us healed sooner, or late, sooner than later, and I'm going to be a little bit jealous. I'm just going to tell you. Standing face to face with the creator of the world. But he goes on to say, that very hour, but when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And here's what I want to point out in this. Now that that spirit is gone, these people should have been happy. This person is not in slavery anymore. This person is set free through the power of the name of Jesus, but they're mad. Because a spirit of divination is always self-seeking and for self-profit. A spirit of divination, the people who practice it, or, for, or the spirit that's working through some of these people, it's, it's, always, for, it's always self-seeking and for self-profit. In the passage that we read in 1 John, where it speaks of if you want to test the spirit, you know that if it's speaking of God, lifting God up, you know it's the right spirit. But if it's self-seeking or self-profits or speaks of anyone else, you know that spirit is not from God. That's how we know that the spirit of divination is wrong. And to answer the question, is it real? Yes. Now, I do want to say this. I do want to say this, is that a lot of times the things that we see you know, whether it be psychics or mediums or media or whatever, a lot of those things are fraud. Just to be honest, but are there some that be, are being controlled by Satan and demons? Absolutely, absolutely. But here's let's go on and read a little bit more. So the next part's really good. I think, well, to me, it was really good. I may have shouted, shouted, shouted in my office at the school when I read this freaked everybody out and when they had brought them into the magistrates they said these men are Jews and they are disturbing our city why because they lost their gain they lost profits they advocate they they advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice verse 22 the crowd joined in attacking them and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods 
And when they had inflicted many blows upon, upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received the order, he, he put them into the inner prison, in the innermost, can't get to, max prison, and fastened their feet into stocks. And, and about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them because we worship God no matter what situation we go through, right? Not only when we're going through good times, but also in bad times. They were singing hymns to God, and, were, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was an earthquake, because when God moves, everything moves with it. So that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfastened, because the Spirit of God breaks chains of slavery. The Spirit of God breaks the chains of slavery. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what spirit you have this morning. It might be a spirit of addiction. Well, guess what? That, can be ch- that chain can be broken off. Your marriage ain't going too well. Well, guess what? The chain that's binding your marriage from moving, moving forward, the power in the name of Jesus can break that chain this morning. But if we keep following every other voice, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna lose ground and we're going to be a slave to our current circumstances. But the Spirit of God breaks chains. God wants that for you. Christ wants that for you. While the spirit of divination leads to slavery, the Spirit of God breaks chains of slavery. So we see from this story that if, if divination was okay and it was right and it was good, why would it need to be cast out of somebody? So for it to be ca- needed to be cast out of somebody, then there needed to be fault there. You're like, Derek, well that's, well, that's just one story in the Bible. So let's look at what the Bible says directly about this subject, and then we'll talk for a minute. So if you want to know, is divination real and is it bad? What does the Bible specifically say about this matter? It says to be careful, so take a note. It says to be careful. First Timothy 4.1 says this. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teaching that comes from what? Demons. Although a lot of times the people who practice this, like psychics and mediums, etc., are frauds, they can be led by demons to mislead you. Like, remember... 2 Corinthians 1, 14, 11, 14, that we said earlier. But I'm not surprised even Satan disguises himself as angels of light. Like, if you want to ask me, did, did Joseph Smith really see the angel Moroni? Like, uh, the, you know, Joseph Smith, the leader of the, Mor- the founder of the Mormon church? Possibly, I believe so. But I think it was this. Satan disguising himself as an angel of light. Do, do these psychics and these mediums hear voices? Absolutely. But I believe it's Satan disguising himself as an angel of light. You're like, well, what? he talked to my grandfather. Are you sure? Because let me just say, let me say this. The Bible says that once you're dead, you're dead. You're either with the Father or not. There's no in-between. Sorry, Catholic Church. Sorry, that was a little stab. I shouldn't have done that. Okay. Thank you. 
Well, think, think about this. Satan is a created being. And being a created being, we, I can't create anything new. Right? So Satan can't create anything new, so he has to take the embodiment of something that was already created and distort it. That's why he's done it with sex. He's done it with marriage. He's done it with government systems. He's done it with this. He's like, so here's my, if you want to know my theory on ghosts, somebody asked this question again later on in a couple of weeks is, do I believe in ghosts? Are they real or not? And the answer is, kind of. Because <laughs> here, here's the deal. Since he can't create anything new, he has to create something that's common to you. And what's common to you is in a relative who they may, they may take the form of and speak to you. Like, Derek, this is weird to be talking about in church. Can we get back to Jesus stuff? Yeah, yeah. But the enemy will use whatever it takes to distract you from what's most important, and that's him. It's not that going to heaven is important. No, it's that Jesus is there. Even though heaven's going to be banging, y'all. Okay? So he takes the embodiment of something, and he, he speaks in a way that makes you believe that, it's, that this is true. He disguises himself as an angel of light. Like, Derek, this is really weird today. I agree. Okay? Can we go back and do the goat series or the wildfire series? That would be awesome. Do you remember when I said this week was really hard for me? It was like every time I tried to get this together, something would come up to distract me. You're like, Derek, that's just a coincidence. Well, it may be. But I don't think Satan wants you to know that you've got to be careful. Because any little thing that you do, anything that you participate in, if we don't pay attention, I'm not saying don't go watch this TV show or don't go listen to this music. I'm not that kind of guy. But what I am saying is be careful. Test the spirit. Because it just might be that some of this stuff is creeping into your life and you don't even know it. Derek, I just went to that tarot card reading just for fun. You got to be careful because that's a playground for the enemy. But it also says, well, this isn't me saying it. Is it saying it? Stay away. It says to stay away. So I had to reevaluate some of the stuff I was doing in my life. Me as your me as your pastor. I don't know what I'm doing all the time. Don't fire me, please. <laughs> it says stay away. Anyone who burns Deuteronomy eighteen ten says this. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his sons or his daughters as offering. And here's the argument that some of these people, well, I don't kill nobody. Killing yourself. Nobody does kid sacrifices anymore. Okay, whatever. You're probably right. It says, there shall, but this is where divination started from. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his sons or his daughters as an offering. Anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or, for, or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer. Look that up. Or one who inquires of the dead, who speaks to the dead. For whoever does these things and is an abomination to the Lord. And because of, the, of this abomination, the Lord your God has drive them out before you. 
you shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you are about to dis, about to dispose about to dis, whatever listen to fortune tellers and diviners. So they listen to to diviners, divinators. But as for you, as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do this. Why? Because all of our direction, all of our hope, all of the things in our future, all of our things in our past, they all belong to the Lord, not the Spirit. That's, and listen, I'm going to be honest with you. They can't take anything from you. This Spirit of divination cannot take anything from you. You have to give it to them. You're like, Derek, this is really weird. This is strange. Why are you talking about this? It's your neighbor's fault. They're the one that turned in the questions. Okay? So we have to be careful and we have to stay away. Will I finish out Stranger Things, the show? Maybe. But I have to be careful. And anything that can lead me astray, anything that can pull me away from the direction that the Holy Spirit gives me and this and and and, the, and pull me away from the God, I have to stay away from it. And that's not just with this. That's with anything in our life. That's, I'm, sometimes for some of y'all, your all's kids can pull you away from the things of God. Because sometimes we try to live life through our children. The life that we wish we had, we try to live it through those. We have to be careful not to do that. Some of us, we live life through our spouses. Like, my wife is hot. I think she's good looking, Okay. But sometimes I can depend on my wife a little bit more than I need than I need to because I need to depend on my like my parents are amazing. My dad shows up every week and puts the screen together. Me and Justin tried to do it a couple weeks ago and it failed miserably. <laughs> we have to be careful. We have to be we have, we have to stay away from the things that can distract us. Well, why do I do especially something this dark? Because remember when I said earlier that he masquerades as an angel of light. He disguises himself as an angel of light. He can't create anything new, and so he has to take something that's already existing and, and, and twist it. What does all this look like? It kind of looks like the gift of the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? With a twist. What does fortune telling look like? Prophecy. Satan cannot create anything new. That's why we have to test the Spirit. And God was smart enough to know that. That's why he challenges us. Back in 1 John again. Dear friends, do not believe everyone that claims to speak by the Spirit because it may not be the right Spirit. You must test to see if the Spirit, if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know that they have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in real body, that the person has, that person has, if they claim that Jesus is the only way to heaven, this is where the truth comes from. This is not from any other dead person, any other secret hidden thing spiritually. If they say Jesus Christ is the answer, then you know you can trust. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world, and indeed is already here. He's twisted marriage, he's twisted sex, he's 
done it to government system. He's done it to done it with preaching by raising up wolves in our church. And to me, what I see in scripture about divination is it kind of looks like a wolf. Even though it may look bright and shiny and like it looks like a wolf. So be careful. And I know like for some of us, again, you're like, Derek, this is really weird to talk about. And it's, and it's fine. It's really weird to talk about. But, but it's a reality that we have to face. It may not be as serious as somebody's trying to tell me they're talking to the dead person and they're trying to talk to my grandmother who's been dead for 45 years and this is what grandma's saying to me. I don't know. But you are listening to some spirit. Might as well make it the right spirit. Because there's a spirit that leads to slavery and there's a spirit that leads to freedom. And for a lot of us with our life choices, we choose the spirit of slavery for momentary joy you know what I'm saying like there's some young years in here but um, my, it's my story right? growing up if it breathed I sleep with it I gave my body away I became a slave to a spirit that had control of me you know what I'm saying? For some of you, you may be trapped by a spirit of addiction that you're listening to that, addic- that addiction. You may be saying to you, you may say to yourself, man, God, I just need to get one more draw. I need to get one more this. I need to get one, like if I just get just a little bit more, and you're giving everything you have to hear. And the Bible says, repent of that. Or what all repent means is to turn away from that. And we typically can start following the right spirit. But maybe for some of y'all, y'all been dealing dealing with or diving into or looking into this dark stuff here. And I'm just going to challenge you, do not get too far in where you can't turn around. Because there is a spiritual war going on around us on many different levels. Some this dark, some not so dark. My challenge to you is this run away from it as fast as possible. If you want to know if this stuff is real or not, I believe it is, but if you don't, either way, I'm going to run to the hills where my help comes from. That's where I'm going. Because there's some freaky stuff that happens in this world. Like some, I'll be, I know I'll bring up where I work at the school a lot, but there's sometimes I'm walking through the hallways and kids are doing some things that are like, I know that's not that kid can't be that kid acting that way because I've known them the last couple years that's not like there has to be like there has to be something you catch I catch myself in my mind going we are coming out of that boy you know what I'm saying you're like Derek that's weird no it's weird but maybe maybe for some of us we need to gather up maybe muster up a little bit more faith to even think about moving on in our next steps with Christ you know aside from this question because that's a good question because it's facing us every day we don't realize it or not but maybe for some of us in here we need to start taking serious the call of of us believers to go fight these dark realms to cover places in prayer to cover people with prayer to cover 
cover it just like how much dark like we were talking about it out here if you drive toward downtown you, you can see the darkness all around you the people walking up and down the streets who are homeless and to to the this crazy things that you see what if we not as necessarily shift church but we as a church begin to pray and honestly pray for our city any great awakening that happened came from a fight of prayer and spiritual warfare if you read any of John, Jonathan Edwards stuff you'll see that these scenes this depravity going on these, this, this dark realm happening this spiritual warfare happening and there's a group of people got on their faces and prayed for their colony, prayed for their people, prayed for their state, prayed for their, and a revival broke out. What if we as a church, instead of looking outside of these walls and judging those people who are enslaved to these spirits, what if we started praying for them and started helping them to, to, to allow these chains to break off? For too long, the church has been trapped between four walls, judging people outside of those walls, when and we have forgotten that we were just from something at one point in our lives, slaved to something, needing freedom from something, and someone was brave enough to step into that darkness in your life and say, here, let me tell you about this man named Jesus. So my challenge from this question is, one, be careful, be safe, turn away, don't have involvement in it. But let's face it fearlessly. Because in the end, we win, y'all. No matter what this Satan throws at us, like if you have you read Revelation lately? We win. We have nothing to fear. There's a lot of darkness happening in our community. Like I think of the story, like I'm a storyteller this morning, I guess. Like was it last week, Andy, that you told me about the girl? Andy is an EMT. And that girl that got shot, he had to... Like, that's darkness, y'all. This stuff happens on the nightly, just within the 75 square miles that surround us. Ask Andy. He tells me sometimes. Okay? It's darkness. The question is, what are you doing to fight this darkness? Because sometimes it manifests itself like this, and sometimes it manifests itself in another way. So what are you doing to fight it? Because if you're not fighting, you will lose to that, lose that battle. I had this confidence because I've seen the faithfulness of God. No matter what I face in this life, no matter what tries to chain me down, He's a chain breaker. So the question for this morning, about this night, this morning is this. I mean, if you, if, if this morning you want to, if you want to get out of this darkness and take your next step with Jesus through salvation, we'd love that. But maybe for some of your, your next step is, you know what, I'm going to put on the full armor of God and go to war with the dark forces in my life. And it may drain every ounce out of me, but I know that I've made an impact for the kingdom. Let's stop sitting in just four walls, hearing somebody else talk about Jesus, and let, let me go tell the world because there's people you live work and play with family cousins uncles brothers sisters sons daughters grandsons grandkids 
students. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's your coworkers. Maybe it's those kids on that sports team. Maybe it's that coach on that sports team. Maybe it's that person at the gym. Maybe it's whatever. People that we live, work, and play with that are being trapped and chained to this, and they need to be set free. And how does it, how does it say it's, it's set free? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony, which is your story. Are you sharing your story to break these chains? That's the question. That's the challenge. So come back next week and we'll talk about the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and how we know what our gift of the Holy Spirit is, and then we'll answer another question the next week, and then we'll probably do a shotgun when we answer all the rest of them in one service. It should be fun. All right? Everybody good? Any cries of outrage? No? Okay, well, let's pray. So God, we want to thank you so much for being a God that is a chain breaker. And as much as real as we know you are, we know that we know that in this world there is darkness, and this darkness can surround us at any moment. God, keep our hearts faithful. Faithful to you. Keep looking to you. No matter the darkness that comes in our lives, we know that that you are there. You are faithful to endure it with us. So God, as we as we sing this next song, may we celebrate that we have been. We have been brought out of that darkness. We have been set free. We're no longer slaves to sin or to death or to Satan or to anything. But we are free in you. Where you are, there is freedom. And we celebrate that. And God, we thank you for the true spirit, the Holy Spirit, that gives us strength, gives us motivation, guides us, leads us to more perfect union with you. And God, I just pray that we celebrate that, that we, that we, that we end this service today with a song of just saying, it is you. It is you. And I pray all this to you.